Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics. Just you and me, bud, in the studio. Uh, Rich Sanders, we'll be talking to him a little bit on the phone, fresh back from their victory last night over Whitesboro. Uh, Roger Weiss on location. He is watching the state semifinals, and I'm sure he's getting ready for the 11 o'clock kickoff uh, for Cleve Hill. Morning, Frank. Morning, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Roger's not here for that. Oh, man. Uh, tough week for you last weekend. Had to uh, endure that uh, Notre Dame loss. That was a long night. Yeah, it was. It was like, do not, do not go on Twitter. Stay off <laughs> the Facebook sites. Just avoid the conversation altogether. That was embarrassing. I was going to send you a message, you know, Frank, get off the ledge. <laughs> Honestly, I'm glad Rich isn't here today. God bless him for winning yesterday. <laughs> West Sonica West, awesome job, but I'm so glad I don't have to look at Rich today because he was going to give it to me. Oh, he's on the line. He's ready to oh. give it to you. And you have your headphones on, so he's going to have a, an earful for you. Thanksgiving uh, coming up. Are you ready for the bird day? Absolutely. We do turkey and ham. Nice. You don't do the old traditional Italian way the way uh, we used to do it. You'd, you'd uh, start off with your salad, and then the pasta would come out. You know, it'd be either be a lasagna or stuffed shells or or something like that. And you know, your meatballs and sausage that go with it. And you take a little break, and then just bring on the bird yeah. and all the fixings. Then you take another break, and then it's time for the pies. Take a nap. You have to get a nap in. You know, while watching watching the later game, and then get up and hit the leftover turkey, mashed potatoes, and stuffing. My my wife thinks that the TV won't be on. The last few years uh, we've been married, we've had we've hosted Thanksgiving, and she seems to think that there's no such thing as football on Thanksgiving. Huh? I'm like, we're the football. We're watching the football games. Everything is centered around the football Absolutely. games. Absolutely, I've been around families where they would have the metagoth, mm-hmm. and then the bird, mm-hmm. and then the ham. And then the pies. <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> is the three F's. Food, family, and football. That's it. And, That's in exactly that order, it. Not, any order is fine. And I miss the old days of uh, you'd watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and then the Harvard Cup Football Championship. Uh, then you would go to the NFL. I've played in a couple of those turkey bowls with my buddies in the Same past, here. But if come Friday, it's like, eh. Now that I cook, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, I'll it's... let the other guys. I'll watch. Yeah. You know, I'll... I'll drive around the neighborhood, I'm running errands, and, and I'll stop for a few minutes and just see if I could pick out any former high school players that are out there or something like that. Go by Crosby oh, Field. You're oh, guaranteed yeah. to see some games going oh, on there. I know Danny Hannon. He's a coach in the Kenton District uh, and a gym teacher, and Hannon has always got a turkey bowl game going on. So maybe he needs a referee. Maybe we can do that for him. 
You referee. I have to cook. All right. Well, I'm coming over. Okay. Actually, I was invited to the Desiderios. Really? Connors, yeah. Kind of got into it a little bit yesterday. All in fun. And, uh, you know, I was going back and forth with maybe his grandfather. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun banner back and forth. It was a lot of fun. And uh, and then his Russ, his Connors dad, said, hey, you two, pipe down. And I'm like, hey, it's all good. We got this. (laughs) And I said, I'm coming over for Thanksgiving. He's like, hey, we got a spot for you. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) My wife will kill me, though. I did a a, a simple little, you know, off-the-cuff thing on Facebook, throwing it out there about stuffing. You know, if stuffing is probably my favorite part of Thanksgiving. I could not believe the amount of response. People love their stuffing. Yeah. You know, I'm in charge of the stuffing this year. Are you? Yes. I've done I did it a few years ago. Uh, I made stuffing. This year I'll make it again. I guess it was a big hit. I use a breakfast sausage in there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the breadcrumbs and everything else, uh, celery, carrots, a whole bunch of things. But the sausage makes it. Mm-hmm. The sausage makes the stuffing. Right. So. For some, yeah, I, I, the one thing I wish I could make it as good as my mother did. You know, my mother, her can't. stuffing was so amazing. You, you know, and I would help her cook. But then after she passed away and I tried to make it on my own, Mm, didn't come out nearly as good. <laughs> you know who's getting really hungry? I mean, besides the three of us. My Rich. stomach is grumbling right now. <laughs> Poor Rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, well, wait, news and notes before news we get notes. to Rich. Okay, Rich is going to have to suffer a little bit longer. You know, there were some signings this past week, Tony. I wanted to bring about just a few of their names. If you send them to our Facebook page, they're going to get on every Saturday morning. Uh, Cameron Bianchi from West Seneca East decided to go to Monroe, uh, Monroe Community College for softball. And then three other softball players from Orchard Park made their commitments this past week. Kayla Raymond is going to Niagara. Lily Wozniak is headed to Canisius. And Madison Wozniak. Stewart. If Roger was Vaj- here, he would tell you Wozniak. <laughs> and Madison Stewart is heading down to St. Bonaventure. All Quakers uh, playing out their senior year. They'll be heading out. Of town on softball deals. Cool. Good to them. Uh, shout out to Tyree Brown, the former South Park quarterback. He was a County Cup winner as well. Now at Brockport, mm-hmm. uh, he was named the Empire Eight Rookie of the Year. Outstanding. That's pretty cool. The girls fed hockey. They're looking to add an eighth team. Now it's too late to do it this year, but they're looking to get all their ducks in a row so they can put it together for next season. What they'd like you to do is if you can go to the website, wnygirlshockey.com, there's a survey there. Please fill that survey out, submit it. Um, they're trying to see if they can't put a team together up in Niagara County, you know, between like the Loop Ports, the Niagara Wheatfields, Niagara Falls. They can only combine three schools. That's okay. the limit. But they, they want to know if there's enough girls up there to support a team. And to get it to that eighth team, so that's what they're trying to do. If you can I know go to my friend, my friend's daughter Bob Pilato, uh, he she's uh, taking up hockey. So I guess there is some youth, uh, you know, hockey for the girls there in Niagara be. County or, or Niagara Falls. You know, Niagara Falls has got you got Hyde Park, you got right. Niagara University, and then that Cornerstone Rink in Lockport. So those are three premier rinks to play. Sure, in. you know, there's got to be some some love for the girls there to put another eighth high school team together. We'll see. The Western New York College Recruiting Night, hosted by Len Jankowitz and the Western New York Amateur Football Alliance, will be held December 5th. That's a Tuesday night, 6 p.m., and that's uh, at the New Airfield Jim Kelly Club West. So any, any kids looking to get recruited uh, by a lot of Division two and three colleges will be there. I'm hearing 30 schools could be there. This sure. is an event you don't want to miss. 
Uh, and don't think you're too good to go there, not too good not to attend. This is a very, very important, and you can learn a lot. You're Between really that and the Combine, those are two huge events that the uh, Western New York Alliance puts out. And I hear we're going to have Len on in a couple weeks. Uh, try Maybe try to get him on next week, uh, I would imagine. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Tom Prince. He's starting to put his players to watch up on his WGRC I saw highlight. that. Thank you, Tom. So players to watch baseball. It's never too early to start thinking. I know he's got players that are working out already. Catchers and pitchers are going. And I want to give another shout-out to an old buddy of mine, Frank Williams. He's playing high school basketball at Tapestry. Mm-hmm. He used to play with me out at uh, BSAC when I was uh, over there. Uh, big Frank Williams, one of my favorite. We used to call him No Sunday Frank. He couldn't play Sunday because of church. Oh. But this is my man, Frank Williams. Good luck to you out there, buddy. I'll be seeing you soon. Big shout-out there. All right, let's go to the phone and say good morning to Rich Sanders. Good morning, Coach. Rich? Yo, hey, what's up? Hey, congratulations, Coach. Thank you, thank you. What's going on, guys? Uh, you, you're what's going on, and your West Seneca West uh, team beating Whitesboro 42-6 to last night. Congratulations, job well done. One more to go. One more to go. And by the way, I don't like stuffing at all. You don't? No, I can't stand stuffing. Oh, Wow. You haven't had mine. Let me know where, where you're going, and I'm going to have your portion. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right on the pies, though? Yeah, sweet potato pie. Oh, yes. That's it. Oh, no, give me some banana cream pie. There's um, two there on me. I can't do either one of them. <laughs> Let's get back to talking about the game last night. Kind of recap it for us. You, you know, I checked Twitter. You guys were already comfortably ahead and looked like you guys were cruising. Tell us about the game and, and how everything uh, shook down with Whitesboro. Well, I'll tell you this. Whitesboro had a game plan that was perfect against us, and it worked for the first quarter, I would say, probably for the first uh, 10 minutes of the game. Um, they came out. They ran the ball methodically. They were slow uh, with the play clock, and they ate up probably eight minutes on the first drive. They you know, were making the run game and then hit one uh, pass play that we – weren't expecting for about 30 yards, and it kind of set them up uh, to where our defense had to make some plays. Um, we got a big sack um, by Liam Shire in on the third down in that drive, so kind of killed that uh, drive. But they had drove all the way down to our, I want to say, 17-yard line, um, and then got sacked back at the, the 30, so it kind of changed that dynamic uh, for fourth down. But it was big. I mean, that was big. If they would have scored there um, – the first half of the game could have been different, but I, I want to give you know them all the credit. They they have team that fights. Uh, those guys are well coached, and uh, they had the right game plan. Um, you know, it just didn't work out all the way. It seems like you know in following the game that uh, Matt Myers just kicked it up a notch, and it seems like he is kicked it into a whole nother gear uh, throughout the whole playoffs. Yeah, he's uh, he's been on a mission these last uh, three weeks. And last night specifically, you know, some things went down. And, I mean, I don't really have to even say anything to him anymore. anymore. I can give him a look, and he knows when it's time to turn it on. And last night, that's what he did on, on that big touchdown run to open up the scoring for us. And uh, he came back to the sideline, and I told him, I said, that's the, way, that's the way you become a champion. And so he has taken it upon himself to, to kick it up a notch. Is this something where the coaching staff, when you guys are, you know, getting together and you just start talking amongst yourselves, is like, look, Matt's really kicking it up right now. Uh, we're loving it. 
Uh, definitely, hundred percent. To see him, I mean, he's he's one of. I mean, he is our best player in our team. So he's one of the best players in the area. Period. Well, you know, I didn't want to have the argument with Frank. Um, I know Roger's not there today, but we'll talk about that in a few weeks. Yeah, we will. Yeah, he. You know, he's the the, the guy we look to to start the catalyst. And once he starts rolling, everybody follows suit. It's not an argument, though. I mean, Myers is the best quarterback in Western New York. There's no question about it. You'll never get that argument out of me. In fact, Rich, he's he's approaching some pretty, pretty good company. Um, this is from Tim Wegerson, who used to keep stats for St. Joe's. He's one of the best. But Myers is approaching the 1,000-yard rushing mark, and he's just passed the 2,000 yards for a single season. And to my knowledge... Since uh, Chad Kelly, a former St. Joe's quarterback in 2010, is the only other Western New York player to do this, and I believe only another one other player from Rush Henrietta has been able to do that. So Myers is in very good is about to be in very good company. He's only 50 yards away. He's at 956 yards rushing right now, and has already passed 2,000 yards. Tony and Rich. So I mean, he's in great company. That's amazing. Look at that next week. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, and you mentioned the, the other kids just feed off of uh, off of him and pick picking their game up. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, these guys they now can taste it. You know, it was always a dream. We talked about from day one in training camp um, that you know our goal was the state championship. That was our goal, and you know, not only getting there but winning the state championship. And it was kind of like a, a far off dream for a lot of these guys. Um, especially the senior class, to say, hey, you know, we're good enough. Because, you know, they haven't been to the playoffs for however many years. So they don't. It's what, 12 years? In that. Right. They didn't even know that. I mean, the last last class at that school that went to the playoffs was Des Randall and Jeremy Kelly. So, wow. You know, they these kids don't know that. So once they reach that point, uh, you know, through the first playoffs, it becomes more, you know, okay, let's, let's win the section. And then once you win the section, I mean, you're talking about, the elation, and you would think they have won the state, but we had to kind of refocus them and let them know, hey, it's not over. You know, we still have to play three, four more games, so let's get focused. And that's where they are now. They they can now taste it, and they're willing to do anything we ask them to do to get it because that's all they their heart desires at this point. Hey, Rich, one main thing here, you know, your defense is just not getting the credit it deserves. Six points yesterday in a semifinal the week before you know, they bend, but they never broke. Uh, and you've mentioned, and I've heard Liam Shire's name a few times, he's come up with big plays. I mean, just talk about how this defense continues to just rise to the occasion. And honestly, they're they're not getting the credit that they deserve. This offense, we knew how good they were going to be. We knew they were going to have their way with de- with opposing defenses, but we did not, a lot of us did not expect your defense to be able to play this good. I mean, major congrats and a huge shout-out to those kids. Thank you. I think our our Defensive coordinator, uh, Coach Recor, Dave Recor, he has allowed some things to be schemed up and put in place to where, you know, it's maximizing what we can do from that defense. And, you know, Brian Ball has kind of been a key player in, you know, that. He's a great running back. And I, I don't know if he's a better running back or a defensive player, but we moved him from the secondary and moved him down to, to linebacker and kind of took him off offense so much to where he focuses more on linebacker, and he's making plays behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, you, said, you mentioned Liam. Um, then the interior between Vinny Draper, uh, Brian Claycomb. Um, you know, we have kids that just are willing to give it all, and they sh- 
swarm to the ball. And that was from another thing from day one that we wanted to instill in them is, you know, we have a system to where in practice every single play, if you, if you don't get to the ball, I don't care if you're the, the corner on the backside all the way 20 yards down the field, Justin Johnson usually is that guy. You have to sprint to the ball. And everybody gets there and they're chopping their feet and waiting until that last person gets there, then you're released. And if anybody walks or you don't get there fast enough, you got to pay right then and there with up-downs. So these guys have it now instilled in their mind that we don't even have to tell them anymore. They just automatically run to the ball. And, I mean, we don't have to do up-downs every single time now in, in practice. Any uh, any pre? Uh, I mean, I know it's kind of early. You guys are probably going to start breaking down film of your uh, of next week's opponent. But uh, any thoughts on them uh, at this early stage? I watched some film on Yorktown last night. Um, I'll get we'll all get more in depth with it tomorrow as a staff. Um, but it's going to be a similar type of uh, team we're facing, uh, similar to Whitesboro. They have athletes. They're a little bit bigger um, and. Yesterday, you know, they put up 34 points. So they're not a team that's going to be methodical. They're going to actually try to score points. So we're looking to uh, to come into that game and have a battle. And like every week, you know, it doesn't matter who we're playing. We're just going to play the same way. And that's- Look, it looks like they're a heavy rushing, uh, Rich, from what I've been reading up on Yorktown. Uh, their, their quarterback, uh, he's... He's only attempted 112 passes this year for 945 yards, uh, but they've got some running backs. They've got uh, three guys who've rushed for more than 550 yards, including this one guy, a senior, uh, who's rushed for over 1,700 this year and uh, 21 touchdowns. So it looks like they're more of a rushing team. And how are you guys going to game plan for that? You've seen a team like this. Oh, yeah. We love teams like this. I think that plays into our strength. Uh, we love to yeah. spin the run. Our, our kids like to tackle. And, you know, I was a linebacker, so, hey, let's let's do it. And it's going to be a Friday 3 p.m. game at the Carrier Dome. It's a, it's a little weird having a 3 p.m. game. Um, we're used to playing at 8 o'clock at night, either Friday or Saturday. But, you know, it'll be the day after Thanksgiving. Um, and, I like, I, I played in the Dome twice, and there's nothing like it. So these, these kids are going to be ready to go, and they're going to be amped to play there. All right, Rich, we're going to take a break. We're going to put you on hold and come back uh, the other side of the break with you. We're going to break down uh, the Maple grove uh, Tioga game. We've got uh, Canisius and St. Joe's today at 2 o'clock at New Era Field. Tickets are $10 if you're planning on heading up there. Uh, we'll talk about the Cleve Hill, Cheektowaga, Lancaster, all that and more coming up next on Inside High School Sports. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri and Frank Wolf. We have Rich Sanders on the line talking about the West Seneca West game over Whitesboro last night. So, Coach, you're getting ready. So you, I'm sure you'll spend a lot of time this week watching game film. And here's a question, and it's something I was thinking about this morning. All right. It's Thanksgiving week. You know, on Thanksgiving Day, everybody's going to be home with their families and, and eating turkey. And, and, and I'm thinking of the coaches. How do you enjoy that day? You know, yeah, the food is going to be great and, you know, you have NFL football on. But how do you not get yourself away from everything and go watch more game film? Um, well, see, I have to watch it at night most of the times because, you know, 
Thanksgiving Day, you know where I, I work at the Buffalo City Mission, so I'll be uh, doing meals uh, all morning and the night before. So Oh, that's awesome, Rich. I'll be there until probably until like 2 o'clock. Then I'll go home and eat. So I'll try to watch, probably not watch the Thanksgiving games. I'll probably watch film before we leave for, for the game. But, I mean, at nighttime, my kids go to sleep. Um, and my wife knows during football season, it's, you know, I'll be on my phone on huddle. And that's the great thing nowadays. You can actually watch game film right on your phone. Right. You are. You don't have to be in front of a TV. So if I'm, like, caught in traffic uh, somewhere and I'm not driving for uh, a, a long period of time or if I have a, I don't know, whatever, could be a doctor's appointment, I'll watch film, you know, in the lobby. So you can get it in. It's just have to make the time for it but it has to be tough to enjoy the day i mean you know it's in the back of your mind you know even i'm sure when you're handing out meals at the city mission it's going to be in the back of your mind all right what's this team going to try to do how are we going to attack their run game you know what uh, wrinkle could we put in to uh, disguise this one play that uh, we do so well things like that no 100 percent. you don't get to this point many times in life right so now at this point it's like you want to do everything you possibly can so you don't have any thought, you know, of the outcome after. Well, you don't want to sit there and say, oh, I should have done this. If I would have spent one more hour watching game film, maybe that would have been the difference. You don't want any regrets. Right. You're right. 100% right about that. So you got to put it all in right now. That's what we're telling the kids, too. Everything you can do. We got kids going to cryotherapy this week. I've never done it before just to get healthy. Like, <laughs> Everything you can do, just do it. Just try right. to go. Now, will you tell tell the kids go ahead and eat what you want on Thanksgiving, or do you kind of tell them, look, you you know, you got a, a game to prepare for the next day. Don't overdo it. Uh, well, we tell the fat guys go ahead and eat. What you <laughs> the skinny guys to just you know relax a little bit. Don't go too heavy on it. <laughs> Push the chocolate cream pie away. Yeah, yeah. Don't go too heavy. Need you to still be fast. What's your schedule like this week, Rich? Then, with really only three days to prepare. If I mean, do you give the guys Thanksgiving Day off? And when do you guys actually leave for the Carrier Dome? No, we won't give them Thanksgiving Day off. Um, we'll actually leave early Friday morning. Um, Thursday, we were definitely going to practice early practice, um, and you know, Sunday we'll get together as a staff and go over film and go over everything. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, those are going to be heavy workload days for our guys. Absolutely, and obviously uh, we you have all of Western New York uh, rooting for you. One of the neat things that has come out is the, um, how does it put it, the uh, support that the five teams in the state uh, playoffs are giving each other. You know, you had the Lancaster players on the Cheektowaga bench rooting them on. And, you know, you look on social media, everybody's wishing everybody else good luck. So, it's, you know, everybody's joined together as a Section 6 family to come together and, uh, you know, drive for five for Section 6. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's awesome to see, like, we, we have played after Maple Grove two games. See those players, you know, going through the experience of winning and, you know, high-fiving us and telling us, to go after it and go get it done, um, it's it's a great feeling of camaraderie, you know. And those Maple Grove fans the same way. Um, somebody said something uh, to me the other day because 
during the season, it's always, you know, the rankings come out. I do my own rankings and, you know, who's the best in the area. And, you know, you kind of got to change the mindset now that, you know, all that doesn't matter. You know, somebody said something the other day that I thought was real good. You know, it doesn't matter who's number one in Buffalo. Let's just all go. And to have five teams there, it's awesome, you know. So at this point, it's like, man, if we can get five state champions coming out of this area, it talks strongly about what Western New York football is all about. Cool. I love it. I'm just lo- absolutely loving it. It's just such a joy to see everybody winning, and uh, hopefully we get uh, three today. Let's talk about that Maple Grove-Tioga game, guys. Uh, 32-27, to 27, a little bit closer than what you guys uh, had with Whitesboro. But, uh, Maple Grove now setting themselves up for, I believe, which is a rematch of last year's title game. see the ending of that, and um, I think <laughs> kind of uh... – is a little not indicative of how that game was. I think Maple Grove was in control um, and was going to win that game the whole time. But, you know, it's a different toughness that these kids at Maple Grove brought um, that I don't think the other team saw. So uh, I'm excited for Maple Grove. I think they, uh, they can win it all. Maple well, Grove. you look at the experience level that Maple Grove has uh, at this point in the season. I mean, this is, to them... It, might as well consider a preseason for them. It's just, yeah. you know, yeah, no big deal. We've done this how many times? Yeah, right. Well exactly. They're used to the schedule. They're used to the practice. They continue to do it, and it's just another week of winning a game. They combined for seven hundred and eight combined yards yesterday, fifty nine points. Uh, Maple Grove had an early lead, but then they surrendered three quick touchdowns, um, so they were down. Maple Grove then scored another four in a row, then they surrendered three. And finally took the lead at the end. Fabrizio, Nick Fabrizio, had three touchdowns, uh, rushes of one, nine, and 29 yards. The 29 yards proved to be the difference. I saw that one. And then uh, Tanner had a pretty good game as well. Um, He ran for a 29-yard touchdown to start the game off, and then another three-yard run later, picked up a two-point conversion. This other kid, Nash Nelson, had a 71-yard rushing touchdown. And, you know, I first noticed him at the stadium, and I watched a lot of Maple Grove film. I went down and saw them against CSP, and that's the first in that playoff game. It was the first time I saw that Nelson kid mm-hmm. up close and personal. I might have seen him on the stats, but didn't really right. recognize him. That's one of those wrinkles that Kurt Fisher just throws in towards the end of the season that you're not expecting maybe a kid to come out and and play as well as uh, or better, you know, maybe than than who he's supposed to. It's just it's it's a, it's Kurt Fisher. It's classic Kurt Fisher holding the kid on the side until he really needs him. And then he brings him in. Because Fabrizio, he's a great football player, but their first series against CSP in the playoff game, Nash Nelson was in a backfield. I'm like, where's Fabrizio? That's this, the wrinkles that Rich so, always talks about. Yeah. And it, I, mean, I don't know if there's anybody better at preparing a team for the postseason than Coach Fisher. Uh, you know, I mentioned that this is going to be a, a uh, uh, you know, replay of last year or uh, – Another version yeah. from last year's, you know, they're going to go at it again. And, you know, Rich, from a coaching standpoint, you're going up against a coach that you're pretty familiar with since you've faced him once before. You don't see them during the regular season. Uh, you know, does it help being familiar? Oh, 100%. Because you've already put in, especially in a game like they played last year or, or the year before, that game is where you put everything out there. So whatever tricks you have, whatever schemes you think are the best strengths for your team, and whatever tendencies you have, you're going to revert to that because 
it's all on the table. All the marbles are, are on this game. So seeing that and going through that once, you kind of know, okay, we stopped the spread. This guy's going to go to, you know, a power running game, off tackle, or whatever the case may be. So you kind of pick up those tendencies from a defensive perspective. And then from an offense, offensive uh, perspective, you kind of pick up those wrinkles too. You know, if they're a man team and they want to switch it or they want to have a robber, you know, last year they had a robber in, in cover one coverage, you know, then you can adjust to that and say, all right, you know, if we do this, we're successful at this, they're going to put a robber. So let's combat that by, you know, doing double moves or something like that. Right. Well, hopefully Maple Grove is able to get it done. You know, and speaking of familiarity, you have Canisius and St. Joe's today at 2 o'clock, uh, two teams that know each other very well. You know, the only thing that's going to be familiar about this is going to be the score, okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you'd have to say, you know, if Vegas were to take action on this, Canisius has to go in as a, a heavy favorite. Uh, so St. Joe's has some talent. There's no question about that. But being that this is a rivalry game, it, I mean, there's nobody that you get up for more. You know, if you're a St. Joe's player, there's nobody you're going to be more up for than a Canisius game and vice versa. So I, I'm sure the St. Joe's players are going to bring it, and the coaches are going to get them ready. And the problem is, is can they overcome the talent that Canisius has? Right. I don't think they. I don't, just don't think they have the athletes that can match up with them. I think it's just that simple. I agree with Rich 100 percent on this. Canisius is is deeper than St. Joe's, but it's just one of those things. I'm not going to count St. Joe's out entirely here. Casey Kelly was injured early in that first game. He's healthy. He's playing his best football right now. And if you have a quarterback that's capable of leading your team and and your teammates believe in you, that's a powerful message. Just look at what it's done for your team, Rich. Uh, I, now, I, I don't think Casey Kelly has the same weapons that Matt Myers has. I'm not saying that. Right. But he still has some pretty good players around him. The same. Well, uh, same legs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I have a feeling it's going to be a lot closer than that first game. It's a rivalry game. You're playing for the championship. St. Joe's has nothing to lose. Canisius is the heavy favorite, and St. Joe's has nothing to lose, so they should go out and ball out today. I would imagine it would be a lot closer, though, Rich. I don't think it's going to be sure. as bad as the first one. Sure. And weather probably won't play a factor in it. We're looking at, what, 51 degrees today. Is a high, maybe uh, some wind might pick up a little bit later on. I, I think that's expected after the game. So uh, it, it's going to be exciting e- either way. Uh, Cleve Hill taking on uh, Skinny, Atlas, Skinny Atlas. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> it's one of those names that every time I see it on paper, it uh, my mouth goes, huh? Uh, Cleve Hill coming in ranked number one in the state and uh, Skinny Atlas uh, ranked number third. That game is going to kick off in about 22 minutes. I think it's a pick game. They're very similar teams. Uh, point differential, I mean, Skinny Atlas has put up 544 points to Cleve Hill's 432. They've given up 203 points, where Cleve Hill's only given up 128. Cleve Hill on a 10-game winning streak. Skinny, Ass- Skinny Atlas has won their last four. I don't know who they lost to, but they're obviously a quality opponent. They've gotten this far, but I think it's a pick 'em game. Cleve Hill has a good opportunity today to move on to the state championship and join Rich. You know, it would be so cool if they do. In fact, Sal Capaccio tagged me in a cool post uh, on Facebook. 
a referee that had uh, worked, uh, I guess, the last couple of Cleve Hill games uh, going on and on about uh, his respect for Coach Graham and what a classy coach he is, you know, and just uh, a feel-good story, everybody getting behind Cleve Hill. And so we're really, uh, obviously, we're hoping for all five today, but, uh, you know, I couldn't agree more. Coach Graham is a special kind of coach. Tony, I think the difference in this game is going to be uh, the running back for Cleve Hill, Thompson. Uh, I used to coach him. His name is what we call him Bart. Uh, he's like, I mean, he's like a Clinton Portis type of running back, and I think he's been doing great. I mean, breaking 60, 70 yard touchdown uh, runs. I think that's the difference of why they win today. You mean Aaron Waller? Which? No, Thompson. Okay. Well, hopefully uh, they can get it done. And then we've got, uh, well, we're going to take a break when we come back. Rich, are you going to be able to hang out for a little bit longer? Uh, I got to finish driving, Tony, my man. All right. All right. We'll wish you, obviously, the best of luck uh, next week. And uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Try to enjoy it as much as you can. Soak in the experiences, as, as I'm hoping your players do as well. Will do. Thank you. Go West. All right. Congrats, Go West. Congrats, uh, thanks to uh, Rich Sanders. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if Cleveland can get that running game going, outstanding. I had one more announcement I forgot. Oh, yeah, that's there. right. I'm sorry that about in this. And, and you could check this out, Tony. I might have to do it. The Niagara Falls High School varsity hockey team has a pancake breakfast tomorrow morning at the Applebee's near the fashion outlets of, uh, up in Niagara Falls from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. It's just 10 bucks to get in. All the pancakes you can eat. They also have a basket auction and a 50-50. Niagara Falls is heading out to New York City later this month to take part in a big tournament out there, so they're hoping to fund that trip. And if you can, if you're hungry, if you like pancakes, then I know we do. We definitely uh, do. Pancake breakfast out of the Applebee's at the Fashion Outlets in Niagara Falls to help support the Niagara Falls high school varsity hockey team. Get out there and support Wolverine hockey. All right, when we come back, we've got Cheektowaga against Shenango Forks. If there's one game that scares me this weekend, this is it. Forks is a program. Uh, I mean, they got a gazillion state titles. They've been in a gazillion games uh, at the title. I mean, just incredible. Because Lancaster taking on Cicero North tonight. So we'll have that and more inside high school sports. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday up next at 11 o'clock. We'll be back after this. What? I'm eating stuffing. Leave me alone. We're back. <laughs> One last segment. Oh, hang on a second. Speaking of Thanksgiving, do you go around the plate or do you finish one thing at a time? Like, do you go from potatoes, get rid of them, then you go to the stuffing, or do you just mash it all together? What, how do you do well, this is no, I get a little taste of everything first, and then it's like, okay, what do I want to get rid of, rid of first to make room? And I'll usually go with something. The, least, the thing that I like the least goes first. And I save myself up for the the best stuff at last, which is the stuffing, you know. But some things go together. I mean, like corn and mashed potatoes, you should be mixing them together. Yeah. They just belong. I like to look around and they see hang out. who's eating what. Like if this guy over here is eating those sweet potatoes that I don't like beautiful, okay, great. He's not really going to take too much of these other potatoes or stuffing, so I'm good there. So I'll look around the table and see, you know, what do I want to get rid of so I can get a second helping of? 
Well, basically, picture this. All right, this is you know to describe how I am at Thanksgiving. Picture a chipper shredder. All right, throw your plate in that shredder, and how long is it going to last? Well, that's me. All right, so I'm not focused on anybody else because I know I'm going to finish first. And I'll, if I finish first, that means I've got the first crack at second helpings. There you go. So I learned this as a kid. You know, you had to eat fast in my house if you wanted to get to that second plate. We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> oh, pass the gravy. All right, uh, get back to talking about the games going on. Uh, Cheek Dewag against Shenango Forks at 3 o'clock. Cheek Dewag comes in. They're number three in the state. Forks is number two. Forks is a program. They're like Aquinas. Year in and year out, you're talking about them in the championship game or winning the championship. An amazing, I think they hold the record for most championship appearances out of any high school in the state. If I, I could be wrong on that, but I'm, uh, I, I think that's what I saw. It's going to be a tough, tough road for Chittawaga. Yeah, you know, Keyshawn Beal uh, has really proved this year that he is an exceptional football player, not just a good quarterback. I think he's going to cause some their defense uh, a lot of trouble. Now, they've only given up 74 points this year. But Cheek Dewaga's defense is also, like I, we talked about West Seneca West, is under, underrated. Even though they were shaky in the beginning of the year. Even though they were shaky. At I mean, times. Well, to say that they were shaky against Sweet Home. They gave up a last-minute touchdown. Was it 30-something points to Sweet Home? Yeah. They gave up that last-minute touchdown. I think that really stuck a nerve with them because they only surrendered like 70 yards rushing to Sweet Home, which is one of the top rushing programs, so we thought, right. heading into the year. Cheek Dewaga's defense doesn't get enough credit. They're very, very physical. They're a tough And they're going to have to be against Forks. Exactly. They got some playmakers there. Because yeah. you're not going to look for Forks to make mistakes. They're, they're not that type of team. And like we were talking about during the break, they've been there. So these coaches are familiar with this weekend, the preparation, where they're playing, Everything that goes into it, that means something. Coaching staff doesn't have to prepare as hard on the elements of everything leading up to the game. The locker rooms, where they're going to be, things like that. Little things like that add up. Sure. And teams that have never been there, players that have never experienced this, a lot of things is like... You're, you're your learning as you exactly, go along. Exactly. Which is huge when you get to the nerf. Right. You know, where's my locker room? You don't know where it's going to be. I, what do you mean i got to leave my bags on the bus? Why do i got to leave my bags on the bus? Thing, little things like that could set a, f- a player off. You know, gets them out of the rhythm. Yeah, you want your players to be comfortable. You want them to be comfortable. And I, Shenango, their players will be comfortable for sure. You know, I got a, a message from Mark Quell that I wanted to read, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, it was about the What's skin- up, Quell? <laughs> He's listening. It was about the quarterback from Skinny Atlas. Mm-hmm. We were just previewing that game a little while ago. Their junior QB is committed to Yale for lacrosse. But That's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, he has thrown for 46 touchdowns, which is a new state record. He broke the Section 3 Christian Brothers Academy, Greg Paulus's record. I remember him. So shout out to Marquel for bringing that to us. Didn't he play at Notre Dame? And Syracuse. Didn't he play at Syracuse, Or was too? it Syracuse? I want to say he was Syracuse. Okay. Well, I'll have to dig that up. Greg Paulus. I want to, I, Do you remember him, D? Paulus? Yeah. I thought he played for Notre Dame. It was Duke. Was it Duke? I think it was Duke. Oh, for basketball. Yes. And then 
Was he at Syracuse though? He played, I think it was what one for like season? a year. Yeah, he That's played. Right. A, he was a graduate, transfer? a graduate okay. transfer after playing basketball at Duke. Right. Now played I one year at quarterback at Syracuse. I don't know if he was drafted. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was draft material. No. But either and way, neither sport. <laughs> his record was broke, uh, thanks to Marquell, who was covering his last team. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, we knocked him out yesterday. Uh, West Seneca <laughs> West Edinburgh was it? Um, so I don't know, Marquell. I, I think next Sunday, if I play my cards right, I could be at uh, the Carrier Dome for two of those championship games, and I'll check and see if Marquell we can meet up there. Cool. Hopefully that'd be cool. Bring He's, him some pizza and wings. Well, he could show me a few places, maybe. <clears throat> Yeah, they have that, what, chicken and pasta, wriggle, I don't know. Whatever. We'll give it a Bring shot. Bring some, him something good. You know, we're, where in the world is Roger? Come on, get this in. <laughs> Roger is, I thought he was going to the uh, the semifinals. I was wrong. He's actually going to watch Penn State uh, against um, Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska. Yeah. So that's pretty so, cool. Happy Valley. Yeah. All right, Lancaster's taking on Cicero North at 7 o'clock tonight. Lancaster coming in number two, North uh, sixth in the state. Uh, I see Lancaster winning this one. I just, the way that they play, uh, the ability to click on all three phases, special teams, defense, and offense. Uh, You've got uh, speed on the outside. You've got power in the backfield. You've got solid quarterback play. Then you look at the defense, uh, solid defensive line, linebackers that get after ball carriers. You've got to believe in Lancaster. And is it just me? Is Lancaster always working with a short field? I mean, they just have a great special teams Unit and Giordano, who returns a lot of kicks, they always seem to be starting at their 40 or closer to the other team's uh, goal line. And that's huge for Lancaster and what they've been able to do. I know that that Cicero North Syracuse team has scored a ton of points, but, Lancaster, but they haven't played the competition that Lancaster has exactly, played. Exactly, exactly. And they both given up the same number of points. I like this Lancaster defense. I've been talking about defense all day. This Lancaster defense might be the best defense we've had in all of New York State, if ever. I mean, this is a dominant defense. Well, I kind of put it up there with the sweet home defense of Day-Day Morris. Okay. They were so dominant. Yeah, I mean, they're just, I mean, Andreessen is, and Damiani, they're playing on a, di- they've played on a different level all year. Yeah, and, you know, you go, you go out there and you shut out Aquinas. That's incredible. That nobody gave That's, Lancaster a chance. And I'm one of them. Yeah. And I'm one of them. <laughs> I said Lancaster wasn't going to be able to beat a team like Aquinas. They haven't played a team as tough as Aquinas, and they murdered Aquinas. This is a team that beat up Canisius 31 or 33-7 to earlier in the year. You, we don't normally go to Aquinas and win a game, let alone in a playoffs. In a public school to do that, Lancaster is not getting enough credit from all around New York State for that victory last weekend. They deserve it. Uh, 33 to What was the final score of that game? Of what, the Aquinas game? Yeah. Nine to nothing. Okay. I mean, just ridiculous. They shut out Aquinas. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Unreal. Congratulations, Coach Rupp and uh, and the staff. Good luck today. Good luck to uh, all three of our teams that are playing today. Don't forget, Canisius against St. Joe's, 2 o'clock at New Era Field. Sports Talk Saturday is next. We'll be back next week with more Inside High School Sports. Gobble, gobble. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.